Good morning, it's Thursday, May 6th, and this is the Herald Review's podcast, The Daily Chirp. We're excited to bring you a closer look at one of our top stories, events in the community, local history, sports, and more. Today, after 22 years of searching, investigators have charged a former Border Patrol agent with at least four rapes that occurred in Mesa, Bisbee, and Gilbert. But first, a quick message from our sponsor. Hi everyone, I'm Sean Lawley from the Lawley Automotive Group, and we've stocked up on inventory at all of our dealerships. If you've been thinking about a new car, we've got the deal for you on a new Buick, GMC, Chevrolet, Ford, Kia, Hyundai, Honda, Nissan, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. You don't have to go to Tucson or Phoenix to buy a new vehicle. We're your hometown dealer since 1995. We'll beat the big city dealers in price, and our customer service is small-town dealer-friendly. Come into any one of the Lawley dealerships today, or shop lollycars.com and see why nobody beats a Lawley deal. Nobody. Before we begin, some local history. When the road over Mule Pass was built in 1913 and 1914, it was done by prison labor. The stubby concrete obelisk that marks the pass in Bisbee was put there to memorialize the triumph of pavement over nature. But the marker also claimed that Mule Pass was right on top of the Continental Divide. That line, however, lies about 120 miles to the east. The Mule Pass Tunnel was completed in the 1950s. The ride up and over the winding switchbacks of the Mule Mountains was the only way into Bisbee from Tucson or Tombstone. Today's history is brought to you by Benson Hospital. The team at Benson Hospital is always working towards building a healthier community. For example, when the Benson Food Pantry needed a new home, they worked with them to find one, and their staff even helped them apply for grants to support the mission. You can learn more about everything they're doing for our community by following them on Facebook at facebook.com slash bensonhospital. Also, the Daily Chirp podcast is giving away five Amazon Echo Dots, one every month, now through July. You can enter for your chance to win twice a day. Today's code is DANCE, and find the other code word in our Daily Chirp podcast alert e-newsletter. To enter the sweepstakes, go to myheraldreview.com. Again, today's code word is DANCE. Now our feature story. The suspected East Valley rapist is in jail. Investigators say John Daly III is connected to a string of sex crimes. He's now being charged in three rape cases in Gilbert and Mesa and linked to several others across the state. For more than two decades, law enforcement called their elusive suspect the East Valley rapist, an individual who they say had sexually assaulted women in Bisbee, Mesa, Gilbert, and Chandler. But now, after 22 years of searching, investigators caught their man. He was in Hereford at a house on Jaxel Road. The suspect is 57-year-old John Daly III, and he's a former Border Patrol agent who recently retired. According to investigators, Daly is facing charges on at least four of eight rapes that occurred between 1999 and 2001. Police say that in each of the attacks, Daly entered the victims' residences, blindfolded them, and raped them. Mesa police released a statement that showed Daly was identified as the possible suspect in February via DNA samples. The samples were developed through the Sexual Assault Kit initiative. Then, in April, after testing the DNA, it was found that Daly was linked to two rapes, one in Mesa and one in Gilbert. On top of the DNA evidence, police were able to confirm that Daly had lived in the areas where the incidents happened. 22 years later, we are proud, we are excited to announce that we have identified the East Valley rapist and that we have him in custody. After we obtained the lead, which was identified as John Daly, we got his DNA and we submitted it into the national database. That is where we got our link to three of the cases that we're charging. If it was in the system and we matched it back then, this would have been done back then. Details about 
After the DNA link surfaced in April, investigators from Bisbee, Mesa, Gilbert, and Chandler began comparing information on their cases. The FBI helped, as did the Border Patrol. But while all eight cases shared similar suspect behavior and patterns, only three shared suspect DNA. And when Daly was arrested Tuesday, he was charged with three cases in Mesa and Gilbert. Bisbee investigators will be filing their charges, too, for a total of four. Especially when you have a case like this where you have multiple, multiple cases linked together in this crime series. We always think, is there more? Were there more people affected by this guy that have not come forward? It's always a possibility. For now, the remaining four incidents require additional investigative efforts. Helping with that investigation are the Mesa, Bisbee, Sierra Vista, Chandler, and Gilbert Police Departments, as well as the FBI, the Border Patrol, the Cochise County Sheriff's Office, and the U.S. Marshals Arizona Wanted Violent Offender Task Force. If you have any information about Daly, the Mesa Police officials encourage you to call 480-644-2211. You can learn more on this story by visiting us at myheraldreview.com. Before we continue, a quick message from our sponsors, Prestige Family Living. Today's senior living is a departure from nursing homes of the past. At Prestige Assisted Living at Sierra Vista, we love bingo, but we also love senior rodeos, ladies night out, singing competitions, and parades. Visit notyourgrandmasnursinghome.com to learn more about our programming. Next, the Douglas Business Network welcomed the Sierra Vista Area Chamber of Commerce into its membership at an event mixer at the Douglas Elks Lodge. Today's episode is brought to you by Apex Network Physical Therapy. Apex Network Physical Therapy is the leading choice for individualized physical therapy in a warm and comfortable environment. They offer a wide range of services like manual therapy, industrial rehab, dry needling, golf rehab, and more. To learn more, go to apexnetworkpt.com. The Douglas Business Network welcomed the Sierra Vista Area Chamber of Commerce into its membership. Emily Edwards-Barton, Chief Executive Officer for SBAC, said they're excited to join. There was a ribbon-cutting commemorating the occasion that brings the DBN membership to 35 members. Ralph Robles, a DBN president, presented Ted Calkins of Ramatech Solutions, a computer repair business, with his certificate of membership. And Leo Gutierrez, owner of PowerZone Gym, and Nathan Darris, band director of Douglas High School, got special recognition for their community efforts. Business of the Month awards were presented to Haven Health for February and Verizon Wireless for March. And a check in the amount of $853.11 was made to the St. Vincent de Paul in Douglas on behalf of Verizon Wireless and the DBN. Cochise County School Superintendent Jackie Clay was there as well as the guest speaker. She stressed the importance of educating all students in Cochise County so they can achieve economic independence and the communities in which they reside can have economic success. Clay also talked about some of the COVID challenges in schools throughout Cochise County. She noted that this was a hard time. The social, emotional needs of students were totally disrupted or destroyed, and the teachers and superintendents weren't ready for it. Clay finished by emphasizing that students, teachers, and administrators alike have done well despite everything that's happened during the past year. The Mixer was sponsored by Simply Bits, Blueberry Cafe, Canvas Prints, and the UPS Store. Next, we're highlighting Ann Thrush, a retired Army Chief Warrant Officer who's the new director at the Cochise Family Advocacy Center, brought to you by our sponsors, Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative. 
you are probably spending a lot more quality time at home these days, keeping you and your family safe. And that can present some opportunities that you usually don't experience, like maybe laughing together at a funny movie or screaming together at a scary movie, pitching in to make a special dinner, or maybe you're keeping in touch with friends and relatives and other places on your devices. And it just so happens that many of the activities we're sharing with each other are made possible by electricity. At Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, we know that you are depending on us both for fun and serious needs. And we want you to know that we're here for you day and night, sunshine or storm, easygoing times or trying times like now, making sure you're getting the power that you need every day to meet your needs. For over 85 years, through all kinds of tough times, we've been there for our members. And even though you may not see us, we're here for you now. Sulphur Springs Valley Electric Cooperative, owned by those we serve. Anna Thrush was formerly a retired Army Chief Warrant Officer. She was also a business development manager at a local government contracting firm. Now she's transitioned to becoming executive director of a center that helps victims of abuse. At the end of April, Thrush took the reins at the Cochise Family Advocacy Center, also known as Lori's Place. The facility is the only one in the region. It serves Cochise, Graham, and Greenlee counties to provide a safe space for victims of child abuse and sexual abuse. The organization connects and helps professionals in areas like law enforcement, child safety, medical, mental health, and victim advocacy work together for the benefit of victims. They help with everything, crisis response, investigation, prosecution, treatment, and support. Mike Rutherford, the president of the board of directors for Lori's Place, says that Thrush is coming in with a great deal of experience in management and leadership. He noted that she's an effective communicator who is financially adroit and fun to work with. Rutherford also thanked former executive director Brenda Parker for her work at Lori's Place before she resigned in early April. Cochise Family Advocacy Center um, works with all aged victims of crime. Our mission is to support and promote the well-being of child and adult victims through comprehensive services in a neutral, friendly environment. So we take care of doing forensic interviews, medical exams, and victim advocacy. One of the silver linings that I've been able to see um, through this period of, of restrictions and, and staying at home is how the community has been brought together in a collaborative and creative way. Being an ethical organization is twofold. There's the internal um, of individual personal integrity, and then secondly, the credibility of other partnering agencies. Read our full interview with Thrush about her first weeks on the job by visiting us at MyHeraldReview.com. Finally, today we're remembering the life of Leon Craig Goebel. Leon was born in Tulare, California. He passed from this earthly life into the arms of his Savior, Jesus Christ, on March 6, 2021, after suffering from complications with COVID. Leon served honorably in the United States Army until his retirement after 22 years, 9 months, and 2 days. He married Cynthia Louise Battenberg in 1990. He and Cynthia lived in Bisbee for 31 years. Leon enjoyed spending time with his wife and family, his church activities at First Baptist Church of Bisbee, and countless hours working meticulously on his World War II gun and bayonet collection. He also loved to watch old westerns and war pictures starring Randolph Scott and Audie Murphy. A memorial service for Leon will be held Saturday, May 15th at First Baptist Church of Bisbee. Thank you for taking a moment to remember and celebrate Leon's life.
Thanks for tuning in to the Herald Review podcast today. Join us again on Friday. And remember, the Herald Review is here for you with local news you can trust. For more information on any of the stories you heard about today, visit us at myheraldreview.com. Right now, you can become a member starting at just $1.99 per week. We also encourage you to rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. Want to stay up to date on what's going on? Join Neighbor, your trusted neighborhood community. We asked, you answered. What is your motive for joining this forum? Neighbor Wayne said, I like the fact it's monitored and has real journalism input. The primary reason is that respectful communication is mandatory and we have it. It's hometown content. Join the conversation. Visit nabur.myheraldreview.com.